You are listening to the Radiant Brilliant Show podcast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Radiant Brilliant Show podcast. The show's purpose is to highlight talented and creative individuals, offering them a stage to speak on how their skills and abilities are used to help better the world. I'm your host, Kimberly Kalima. This evening, I've got a special guest on the line. We actually share the same community. Her name is Safia Baldwin. Tonight, we're going to discuss the many challenges of Ramadan for college students, whether it's isolation from home, living in a different city, getting good food for iftars. Safia is actually in the age category of a lot of people from 18 to 25 who sometimes get left out of the conversation on how to maintain their deen during the special month of Ramadan. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Safia. How are you this evening? Wa alaikum assalam. Alhamdulillah, I can't complain. How are you? I'm fine, alhamdulillah. I'm right along with you. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for inviting me to be on the Radiant Brilliant show. Well, thank you for accepting. Using my own experience, having moved from one city to another city, I'm having to get to know people, get to know a different community, and acclimate myself to kind of being alone. This is a new experience for me as a Muslim. Mm -hmm. And I think of the kids who actually go away to school. And while it's a good thing because they're furthering their education, their foundation, their roots, their friends, their parents, cousins, community are so far away. I know with children, a lot of times, you know, people kind of dote over the cute little babies and the toddlers. People also make sure that the elderly are taken care of. People are making sure to visit them, bring them food, things of that nature. But that age gap, 18 to 25, they're almost forgotten about. A lot of them are on their own or they're working part-time jobs, full-time jobs or in school. And sometimes they kind of are out of the loop. Do you have any experiences similar to that or maybe can speak on some things that your friends might have gone through when they left home to go to school? Yes. For my freshman year, I had to leave early for marching band camp. And so for a great majority of the month, you're fasting, you're spending time with family, you're spending time with your community. It really does something for your individual spirit. You're feeling jazzy, you feel amazing. I'll praise you to a lot. And as well as a collective community spirit, that really does something for you. And so leaving early for band camp is a total switch in a different environment. It's a different spirit and it's a different moral consciousness is totally different in terms of you're no longer in that bubble in terms of your family and community, everybody fasting at the same time, or just just striving in a similar fashion to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during this month. But you're still excited about school, you love music, and you still want to be prepared for the season. It just happens to cut into this holy month. So your soul is on full. Like during the month of Ramadan, when you're around your family, your friends, all of these things, just just familiar space, familiar place. As time goes on, you're running on Eid. You're missing the last few days. You're not able to enjoy the Eid prayer and the celebration. That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. Even though you're doing other things, nothing fills that slot. You want to celebrate the Eid prayer. You want to pray. You want to be around the people that you know. It makes a difference. And if you can't do that, Again, it just goes into your soul was on full during this month, and you slowly, slowly, slowly start to run on E as the year starts. Because for me personally, I was five and a half hours away from home the first two years, and there's no local masjid. 
the closest Nash is about 45 minutes away, and I don't have a car. So the only time that you're really giving someone the greetings is when you're calling home. You're calling home to check on your family and vice versa, and that you're hearing about everything that's going on in the community and everybody's excited, and it dawns on you, like, doggone it, I'm not going to be there. First and foremost, I'll praise you to a lot. I fell in love with my faith for myself in college. I'm away from home. I'm away from my community. I can't even get any bean pie. But Oh, no. <laughs> yes, I can't get any bean pie. And so I was literally in the middle of a performance. I'm doing what I love. I'm in the marching play- band. I play the piccolo. And during concert band season, I'm playing the flute. So I'm in the middle of the show, you're doing the dance, you're talking, just to the band across the field, you're in the middle of this performance, but in your mind, it's like, wait a minute, I'm not happy here. And you can't put your finger on why you try to shut that out, thinking to yourself, you know what, you're being ungrateful. You're being ungrateful. But that's coming back into your thought process, like, you know what, why am I not happy here? That question in your soul. And so if you go to a historical black college university, they'll have either what's called Fried Chicken Friday or Fried Chicken Wednesday and Fried Fish Friday. So on Friday, we know that's, that's the most important day for a Muslim. And instead of being at the masjid here in the Adan at 1.30, you're chowing down eating some chicken or some fried fish with the macaroni and cheese and the, the cornbread and the greens and the hot sauce. And I'm around all of my peers that I perform with in the marching band, we have our own table and everything. But again, in your mind, just somewhere else that you're supposed to be and no amount of fried chicken can fill that slot. That's the soul. And that a number of things really, really pushed me to want to create or want to establish a Muslim student association. And I'll share with you another year, my second year of band camp. And again, it was, it's always right before Ramadan has been in the summertime. My first few years of college, it was like right before marching band started. And I'm crazy to a lot. My band director, my first band director, my first college band director, she's a female, she's a mother, she's a spiritual woman. And I communicated to her. I asked for a week extension because I wanted to I wanted to celebrate my holiday. We don't have that many, but I want to celebrate my holiday and I want to stay home and we have about a week more. Can I come to band camp? a week late and that was absolutely fine with her she respected that and i came a week late and i was able to enjoy the eve and i was able to enjoy my holiday throughout and that was a really great thing for me now during this conversation we have listeners that are non-muslim as well right are there any comparisons you can make or holidays you can mention that kind of show what you mean when you're talking about the family closeness and the community that they can relate to? I would say for our Christian brothers and sisters, you really want to be with your family when it's Christmas time. That's who you want to be with. It's not necessarily anybody else that you really want to be with other than those that are truly, truly close to you. And that's the time you want to spend with them. You want to make sure nothing else is in the way of that. Our holy month of Ramadan, you really want to make sure you're with those that you care about, if you can be. And Ramadan normally lasts 30 days. And Christmas, I know it's just one day, but in some that are more adherent, sometimes they count down the 12 days or uh, even 30 days where it's an involved situation. So for us, Mm -hmm. they may not understand, well, why is it such a big deal for so long? 
Now, one thing I heard you say that I thought was wonderful that could help the accommodations that your your instructor, your teacher made for you. Right. Yes. She wanted to send me some I want to say she was going to send me some music so I wouldn't get too far behind in learning the show because being a part of the band the year prior, like you knew the basics of how we function and things of that nature, just little things that make that band different from another band. You knew that those basics already, but in terms of the music, that can change from week to week. Just just for her to understand that and and really be just, just easy going about me coming in the, sec- the second week opposed to having to be there when everybody else started and respecting my faith. I really appreciate that. Honestly, even being able to communicate, you want to bring a piece of you or a piece of your community with you when you go somewhere else. And I'm, I'm famous for bringing people bean pie. And my band director is definitely my first band director from school or, or the first two years of school, she definitely was blessed with the opportunity, her and her family, to enjoy some being time. So <laughs> little things of that nature. I also heard you mention keeping in touch with your family and friends may help since you're away. Yeah. Calling back yeah. home. How beneficial is that? That's like a breath of fresh air just to hear that person's voice and they catch up for however long you all have to talk on the phone together. Just to hear, even if you're not able to go home, like you get a glimpse of what's going on and you can feel like you're there through that conversation. And that can warm your soul for however long it's going to warm your soul until you can actually physically travel home and, and be around your family and community. What about decorating? I know there are some Muslims that don't decorate, but um, there's one company that I've liked for several years called Sound Vision. And I know we okay. purchased some lights from them before. And that kind of helps to bring the feeling to where you are as well. That's creative. That's creative. So the only time that I was, I was away, I want to say, for about a week interval for Ramadan. I was, it was summer school. So my brother and I, we were away at school. And this time I was about like an hour and a half away. And I didn't decorate. I didn't decorate, but that's, that's an excellent idea for those who are, like literally in school to do that. We were invited, of course, to go to Iftar. We definitely had to support other Muslims in that area. Mm-hmm. Just knowing just knowing a few people makes a difference. You don't have to be like knowing everybody because again, it's, it's new. Mm-hmm. But that support is a big deal. And, and knowing the masjid is a really big deal. Because again, I didn't have a car. So you can reach out to who you need to reach out to to go to the Friday prayer. Or just see what's going on at the masjid. Or reach out to a Muslim friend. It's like, okay, we're going to this event at this time because that's, that's what you want to go. That's what you want to be a part of. So that inclusion matters. Reaching out. Reaching out is a big deal. Because like, they're not going to know you exist unless you reach out to them because you're new. And, and that's when the embrace comes in. That's when the commonalities come in. It's like, oh, my goodness, you're studying this or you do this. Or we should get together on this occasion. Or the mass shit has this going on. How can you be a part of it? So always extending that invitation and letting, letting people know what you need is a big deal. It's like, you know what? If you need a ride to the mass shit, let somebody know. And they'll hook you up to where you don't have to worry about that if you communicate it early enough. And it could also, inshallah, foster some relationships that are long-term past Ramadan, like maybe make some new connections. Exactly, exactly. How valuable is social media for people that are away from home? Social media is 
so valuable. And I'll give you a few examples. You, you follow people that you know, let's say they can go back as far as high school, they can go back as far as they're in your religious community, new friends that you've made in your new location, or just random people that you follow. And I'll say this, everybody doesn't put, like as far as college students are concerned, everybody doesn't put their college or the school that they're attending in their bio. So there was a number of people that I was following that went to my school and I didn't know this one sister, we're living in the same building. I'm like, oh my goodness, we could have been like praying together this whole time. You live on the second floor. But I'll pray to Allah, Allah brought us together to know each other as sisters in faith when he brought us together. Because we were following each other on Instagram for I don't know how long, you know, little things of that nature. And then when you finally meet that person in person, it's like, oh my goodness, we've already connected through social media. It breaks the ice early on. And then it's an even bigger surprise when you meet that person in person. Another thing that I found benefit of is uh, a lot of masters have been doing this probably in the last four or five years. They actually stream some of their services. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you might be able to click on and kind of tune in and and listen and still get that benefit. Exactly. This is it could be an excellent good part. Exactly what you needed to hear. You're not on the green carpet sitting crisscross applesauce, but you're still able to (laughs) tune in. (laughs) You're still able to tune in and enjoy it. And where Allah wants that to touch your soul is going to touch your soul. Like regardless if you're physically there. It's a different feel if you're physically there. But it's still food for thought and food for the soul. That's true. And it could be something just until you make those other connections. So don't stop trying to make them. That could fill you in. One thing you also mentioned was how the moral conscious is different for Muslims when they go away to school as opposed to their foundation at home. Can you speak to that as well? Just to let people know, you know, we still got to reach out to our young people. Oh, yeah. A sister. And I'm, I'm so grateful for just all the sincere feedback and storytelling in terms of people in my community as well as family, and one sister in particular, and the importance of checking up on people, but I'll get into that in a minute. So <laughs> she, the sister in my community, so real. She said it like, she basically said this, it's going to be you and Allah. And I love, I love advice like that. It's, it's simple, it's to the point, it's beautiful and simple, it's to mm-hmm. the point, and there's so much wisdom in it. It's going to be you and Allah. That relationship right there. When you come through challenges, because again, everybody does not, everybody's not living the same style of life, but you still want to respect other people and you still want other people to respect you. So coming in contact with those, those situations and you need, to, you need to talk to somebody, you need to vent about it, that sister called me just to check on me. And it was only by a last permission. Only mm-hmm. by a last permission. She's like, I just want to check on you. And I was able to talk to my sister in faith and just vent because again she told me it's going to be you and a lot and your styles of life with other people because you have to respect that space and that space isn't a big space you want to come to your room and pray and it's a totally different vibe when you're around when you're in that different environment because you're used to being in an environment that it's like look we pray this is how we eat you want to dress modest basic things like that and that's not the case when you leave and go off to school and you're in this totally different environment. Not saying that other people don't respect what they respect, but Mm -hmm. sometimes you'll have a value system clash or what have you. And you want to be in the best situation for yourself. You can absolutely move to a different dorm. Like don't ever hesitate. The RAs are there to help you. And just know that 
your style of life is important. You have to communicate with people and they have to communicate with you so you can have that, that balance. That's all. I think you said uh, two very important things about you will have a value system clash. I think that was the most politically correct way that you could say that. (laughs) Very appropriate. Very appropriate. (laughs) And one thing you mentioned earlier that you fell in love with the Dean for yourself, you having to establish Mm -hmm. your own Mm -hmm. and stay firm on them. When you go off to school, Mm -hmm. I'll play you through a lot. Like you have your prayer rug, you have your Quran, and I have this big prayer rug. It's a picture of Hodge. It's so pretty. And so when your friends come and visit you, they're like, oh, my gosh, that is so beautiful. Like, it's a decoration. I'm like, no, but, you know, as, as you mature and as you grow to understand things, God bless you to understand things. You're like, you know, it's, it's not a decoration. It's, it's a reminder to me that I want to go to Hodge. And the prayer rug, I have, like, I have my room. I love pink and purple. My room is all cute and jazzy. The prayer rug and the Quran, they're situate, situated in a really beautiful place in your room. But again, they're not, it's not a decoration. It's not a decoration at all. And you come to a point where you want to open that Quran for yourself and you want to read the Quran and you want to listen to YouTube videos. And it's a gradual thing. You don't go from zero to 10, but it's a gradual distinction in your soul and you see the difference in yourself. Slowly start to melt away in terms of parasites. When I say parasite, just little things and Little things that you want to work on, big things you want to work mm-hmm. on. And when we say our holy book and this style of life is a purifying thing, it's really, really, it is. It is. And you're so proud of your growth, and that's only by last permission. Now, you mentioned also setting rules for yourself, mm-hmm. being away from home and family. I've also read that it can make you feel closer when you set your own Ramadan goals, things you want to accomplish and that kind of sounded like what you were mentioning, things that you want to accomplish, you can work on during that month. Things that you want to accomplish, yes, you can do that. And for me, when I was away for summer school, me and my best friend, what we did, check-ins with each other. Like, let's say you're reading or you're listening to the Quran or however you are, you know, getting your, your, your daily 130th of the Quran and mm-hmm. just us having a debriefing session with each other with, you know, where you are, what's going on, what you gain from that. And just talking about a number of different things as, as Muslims. Also, one thing that used to be popular a few years ago was a suhoor call, a suhoor tree. Oh, and yeah. one person would be assigned to call all their friends for suhoor in the morning. I did that one year. I wasn't away at school. Doing that for for a few, that's that's definitely a help. Not just for you, but just just in general. Hearing somebody's voice like, "Are you up? Like, are you eating yet? You got 15 minutes. I need for you to do something. Make something. Like, make some type of move. Get some type of breakfast. Well, not some type of breakfast. Get your fruit and whatever you need to. You know, stay hydrated. Your water. But that's that's a great situation to create if you want to do that. If you want to keep that up. And don't feel bad if you don't, if you're not calling somebody every day, but just the fact that you checked in on somebody is a big deal that you're thinking about them. One thing that I did this year, the first day, I sent out a video from my YouTube channel from a few years ago called Eclectic Gym. And so I sent it out to a number of sisters just to, just to make sure our spirit was jazzy going into just, just that first day. And I got a lot of good feedback from it. Well, that's excellent because, again, it sounds like it's just 
the challenges of being away from home during Ramadan, making connections either on the side of the person that's not home or the people who are where they're from reaching out also. And it really makes you, you're seeing people that you don't see, mm-hmm. you know, all throughout the year. That period when I was at summer school, when it's time for iftar, what I did was I communicated through the cafeteria, the people who work in the cafeteria that it's, it's my holy month of Ramadan and that my brother and I, we would need it to go plate so we could, you know, have something to eat when it was time for us to break our fast because the cafeteria hours, they weren't in alignment when, when we break fast time. It was like, okay, the cafe was already going to be closed for at least an hour. So everybody was cool with it. We got our to-go containers. But again, like eating in your room, eating in your dorm by yourself, it's not the same as enjoying company and conversation with others and breaking fast together and eating all types of different food. But I'm grateful that they were accommodating. But I was, I was after that week, I was ready to go home. It's, oh. it's, not, it's, no place, it's no place like home. And you know what kind of food to expect. You know that, oh, my goodness, if this is if this person's night to cook and things of that nature, and you just, you expect it to be there and you're excited. There's certain desserts that you only get during this, this holy month when sisters make it. And I'm like, okay, sis, when are you going to make that dessert? I need to be here on that night. Things of that nature. The iftars alone they're not the same. They're not bad. That's that you can use it as reflection time, but you wanna you wanna balance out your solitude and your social. You definitely wanna balance that out. And so the weekends are really when people wanna be around each other because they don't have to work the next day and things of that nature. But balancing out solitude and social is a big deal. I think that is excellent. That's an excellent point that you made: balancing out your solitude and your social. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a young person, you have a lot of that coming at you and you're mm-hmm. not at home for mom or dad or grandma and grandpa to say, no, think about it. It's all on you. It's all on you to make those decisions. So I think that is, that's an excellent point. Again, like you said, you fell in love with the Dean for yourself. You're able to establish what it meant to you and how to apply it in your life. And times like that, especially the social times, it's really important for you to be able to pull on that. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that delicious food at college for iftars. Oh, my goodness. So, and you know, you want to, <laughs> a lot of it, a lot of it was either really good or really decent. Like, it wasn't, I don't remember not having a good iftar for that, for that interval, that week period that Ramadan came in during that summer school session. I remember having a really good Philly cheesesteak. It could have been a chicken Philly cheese. It was just good. And mm-hmm. it was I extra so. good because it's, it's extra good when you're fasting because like, you know That's what? what I said. <laughs> it's, this is, this is super, they did a really good job. Am I just hungry? It was good. Either way, it was good. I was thoroughly pleased. Yeah. You're just grateful when you're, you're just really, really mm-hmm. like, you know what? This is a good, I'm glad I didn't have, it's already paid for. I'm going to eat it. That's what it is. So. <laughs> well, that's good. And I'm glad that they provided what I really hope that's going on during this interview is that number one, there are college kids who are hearing some really great ideas like reaching out to their instructors, reaching out to the cafeteria and let them know about the concessions. That's the only Mm -hmm. way that they'll know. And if there's any pushback, um, they have things in place to take care of that. I also hope that there are people who have loved ones away who maybe haven't had this conversation. Oh, how are you, Jim? Oh, I'm fine. And they're not really saying these things about right. how they miss their family. I hope they're mm-hmm. listening and they're getting a bird's eye view of how it really goes on for young people away from home. 
And you really need your support system. Like, regardless of, of you thinking that you're growing on your own, you need your support system. Mm-hmm. Like, it takes a community to raise a child. It takes a community and a support system for you to, to thrive in your education, in your life, just on multiple levels. Allah is with you. You're not alone. Allah is closer to you than your jugular vein. But you also need that support system from other people. And you have to create that. I learned that I have to create that. If I go somewhere to go off to school, I have to, I want to create a relationship with that local master community. And I want to make some connections with some other Muslims in that area. You definitely need that. And it's not like I don't have, you don't have other friends who are not Muslim, but it's nothing like being able to have a friend to go to Friday prayer with. Mm-hmm. things of that nature so you have to make that situation for yourself and it's not hard it's not necessarily hard it's just just putting yourself in a position to meet different people and a lot will bring you all together how he sees fit so you got to make your you have to have your support system it it goes in alignment with you being successful on different levels at school get what you need it's like we'll get our food and we'll get all the groceries we need but you need your support system too Another opportunity to meet new people um, is doing charity or volunteer work. And I know there are lots of opportunities for that during the month of Ramadan. That's interesting. I've seen several organizations that I may not have known were Mm -hmm. in existence. But during the month of Ramadan, all kind of organizations come out where we're feeding, we're offering hijabs to sisters. And you're like, oh, well, that's a community I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. So looking for some of those opportunities sometimes can help bring them closer to a community when they're away from home. Mm-hmm. The spirit is elevated and you're meeting all types of people. Like let's say you're in, you're in the grocery store. You see somebody wrapped up just, just obviously that person's Muslim and you give that person a greeting. And if other people would see this, they would think that you've known that person for over 20 years. You met them 30 seconds ago. But the spirit of Ramadan will do that for you, even leading into that month. You're greeting people. That's that's a connection as well. If you're trying to shop and you run into somebody, just just taking that time out to give the greeting, it makes a big difference. It's not that you don't do that on a regular basis, but again, it's amplified during that month. That's a good point as well, because that's when you really see a lot of Muslim sisters out shopping. Carts oh, and carts, yes. Where they're the, getting it. The breakfast food. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yep. They might be getting it for their family. They may be having um, something at the masjid. They may mm-hmm. be doing something in the community. But either way, they got cart after cart. People will stop and watch you giving greetings. And they're so amazed. Do you know that person? Nope. Yes. That's my brother and sister in faith. Yes. They're like, what? Is it like, that big a deal? That yes, it, it is. It really is. That's how it, it is. is. That's a big deal. And if you don't give somebody else that same type of greeting, it's not that you don't like them or don't love them. It's just that that person, whoever you're greeting, is your is your sister in faith. Yep. And you're excited to see her. And you seeing her for that first time doesn't take away from the joy in, in the greeting or in the hug. It's a big deal. It is. It is. Well, we have had our 30-minute discussion on the challenges of Ramadan for kids away from home or kids in college, and especially the feelings of being alone during Ramadan. I want to thank you so much, Sister Sophia, for joining and actually giving me a bird's eye view of someone who was away from home and experiencing Ramadan. Can you give the listeners any other information about the things that you're doing going forward? I'm going to say I have um, Instagram, YouTube, and a blog 
as of right now, I'll say that we're, we're currently in the month of Ramadan. The past few years have served as a creative renaissance for me. Not just not just a creative renaissance, but spiritual as well. But just a lot of writing going on. A lot of, in all forms of writing going on. So inshallah, I'm going to stay, stay tuned, but I will share my social media account. Okay, that'll be perfect. And I will also include them on the post with the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to another episode of the Radiant Brilliant Show, especially during this month of Ramadan. A lot of people pull back from social media. This podcast will be available now and after Ramadan, inshallah. So Ramadan Mubarak to all the Muslim listeners. You can find episodes of the Radiant Brilliant Show at www.theradiantbrilliantshow.com. We're also available under iTunes, and Facebook under The Radiant Brilliant Show, available on Google Plus as well, and TRBS Show on Instagram. Thank you again for tuning in, and may Allah accept our prayers, our good intentions, and our good deeds during this month of Ramadan. Assalamu alaikum, and we will catch you on next week.